Chanel Cresswell, welcome to Talk Derby to me. How are you? Hey, yeah, not bad, thank you. Um, it's been obviously, it's been a bit strange. Obviously, it's not very normal to be locked in. <laughs> but yeah, um, I've just tried to keep sane, really. I think it's the same as everybody else. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's not been easy. Luckily, I've been able to do podcasts out of my bedroom, so that's kept me going for a, for a lot of it. Um, whereabouts? I wish I'd have thought. I wish I'd have thought of something like that. <laughs> I didn't. From a selfish point of view, uh, obviously it's horrible what's gone on, but from a selfish point of view, it's been a good time to be someone who's just trying to do something creative because I've had loads of time. Exactly, and a lot of people don't get the chance to do that really. So the fact that you know a lot of people have been trying to like test their creative vibes or whatever they kind of want to do, it's given people a, a big, big opportunity to do that, like you, like you said. Whereabouts exactly are you? Is it Codner that you're originally from? Yeah, so originally I grew up in Codner. I went to primary school there and all that, and then um, I moved to Smalley, which is like a little village. So obviously you came through the, the television workshop in, in um, Nottingham, similar to a lot of, of Derby people. I think like we spoke to Jack O'Connell, um, there's Nick Preston, James Burroughs, both been on, uh, Michael Soccer. Um, what do you think it is about, about the workshop that keeps churning out the, the, the brilliant standard of actors and actresses? Well, my circumstance was kind of... Um, my family weren't really not massively in the arts world you know it was kind of me somebody just told my mum that oh you know you should take acting or whatever and we weren't in a position at the time um you know to be able to pay for um you know like a a decent drama school off in London you know that wasn't our situation at the time and so I think what the workshop makes available is for people like myself at the time who couldn't afford anything like that there's a raw there's a raw innocence to the industry that is inbuilt within us and the same with all the guys that you just mentioned who actually was you know were all friends of mine I think it's just something that's we care about the art not I'm saying not that I'm saying that you know people in drama school don't but we're just two very different um sets of actors in my eyes I definitely feel it and I think had had the workshop not have been there, the opportunity for people who can't maybe afford drama school won't get the get the opportunity. And like you say, with your Jack O'Connell's, your Nick Preston's, your Michael Sockers, your James Burroughs, look at all the all the talent that could have possibly got missed. And I think that's the magic within the workshop. There's kind of a a hidden respect and a hidden um, appreciation that we feel that we've got because we got given the opportunity and we, we understand that a lot of children don't get that and I think that you kind of see it in, in a lot of um, the workshops work. Can you remember the first time being at the workshop and hearing about the opportunity of, of getting your first role which was This Is England and, and, and meeting Shane Meadows? Can you remember how that came about? <laughs> yeah I thought there's no chance, there's no chance. <laughs> I was sat in the room, and I'm not joking, there must have been about 50 kids in there, all in the workshop at the basement. And I just looked around and I thought, there is no point me being here. I was just <laughs> sat there. I was sat there. I was sat. There wasn't even enough chairs for us all to sit on. That's how many people was there in this circle. So I was sat on my friend's lap. Wow. And we just, and we, I just remember looking at Shay Meadows, like, oh my God, like, he's down here and everyone's made this big deal. And I just remember feeling really nervous, but just couldn't wait to, like, prove a point. Um, yes, yeah, so I remember that day so well, and I just I just remember looking at my friend like we've got no chance because obviously I'd not really worked 
um, I'd not really done anything. And like, you've got all these amazing actors that had done like Doctors, uh, The Bill. And like, I was like, oh my God, they've been on telly. I haven't, like, I'm not even going to get a look in. And then when my name got called um, to be like one of the characters, I just couldn't believe it. Honestly, I was, I was, I was a bit dumbstruck, to be honest. <laughs> do you think that, that innocence and the almost inexperience at that point of your, of your acting career, do you think that's maybe what uh, was attractive to, to Shane Meadows? Because he, he did like the rawness, didn't he, of, of people like Thomas Turgus and, and people that are, they were really raw and not really done a lot before. And they were, it was a lack of realness, wasn't it? I'm guessing so. I mean, um, I, I don't know why I got picked. Uh, you know, I've always, I've never really asked them the question. I think I don't want to, I don't want to pull at that thread. But um, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, I think it's probably just almost like, um, yeah, like you say, the innocence, you know, I'd not done anything before. So you can kind of mould the characters probably a little bit more out of an innocent person than you can somebody that's kind of starting to get their own style, if that makes sense. Yes. Um, but definitely, like, as, as, as a first job, This Is England and working with Shane and all those cast was unbelievable like in terms of experience it was amazing you remember well you had to shave your head didn't you for that role at 15 what, what was what was that i mean to shave your head for a role no not good <laughs> not good <laughs> um <laughs> it was one of those things they saved me i had to watch all the girls get their hair done then all the boys and they left me till the very very end and i literally was like oh my god I remember, I think somebody was filming and you just see me right in the corner of this hairdresser's like trying not to cry because I was really grateful to have the role, but I really didn't want to shave all my hair off. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. But to be to be honest, when I sat in the chair, like my hair meant nothing. I was just like, get, you know, because I'd been wanting to act um, once I got this part and I knew that everybody else like really, you know, wanted it and felt, you know, didn't feel great that they'd not got a part in it. I kind of just felt really lucky and was like, I have to shave my head for it, I will. And then I remember, um, I think it was in my prom um, when I was about 16 and I, I had no hair for my prom, which was, I had to like wear like this wig um, just so I could kind of, you know, do something with it and put my crown in because otherwise my crown had just dropped straight <laughs> off my scalp. <laughs> was there a sense, obviously it was your first role, so it's probably hard to compare it to anything else, but did you realise that it was special, This Is England, when you were filming it? Because obviously it became a massive hit. Could you sense how special and how different it was when you were doing it you know what I don't think I did and I think that's just because of my age and it was my first job I didn't understand you know who I was working with the you know at the time you're so very naive to everything but then as the shoot went on and I started to see all the hard work and especially like sort of I started to realize the sort of acting I was doing I was like oh I've never felt like this before like I remember I had a lot of scenes with Stephen Graham which didn't actually make it into the film but when I was acting with him, like something just happened where I was like, oh my God, I, like that wasn't even acting. That was, I actually believe what this this person was saying to me and I was acting back how, like I just remember feeling really angry in one of the scenes and thinking, God, I've not done that before. And then it was then I started to realise there's a lot of amazing people in this that are so talented. And with Shea Meadows and, you know, you can hear people talking about you, like how amazing it looks and things. And that's when I started to realise probably about halfway through um, God, this is this is going to be quite quite a, a big thing. I think that was a big thing of what made it feel so real. From because a lot of it was improvised, wasn't it? How much of it was was improvised and how much of it was was scripted? Because you can tell some bits that it, it feels really real and it's probably it's it's a 
a case of because you're it is real <laughs> yeah what you see is what what we thought at the time i mean the jack thorne has done an amazing job in writing the whole series i mean there's definitely um there's room for a lot of improvisation and you know some of it are big chunks of improvisation and some of it we do kind of stick to the script a little bit um it's a it's kind of probably like 40 60 60 being in pro 40 sometimes just sticking to the script because you do need those you know you do need those bones to kind of stick to a story but then it's nice to kind of put your own interpretation into your character and they totally trust you with that which is which is a bonus the casting i might be wrong you might hate each other but it always it always seems that like you're all really good mates um and is that can you put a finger on what made it so special and what made it such a heck so is some of it's quite Difficult. I mean, I re I've rewatched the the series, um, the three series during lockdown, and it's an emotional roller. I was an emotional wreck <laughs> watching some of it. <laughs> so it must be quite difficult. But is is there a closeness between the cast? You know, because we went through the whole audition process and becoming a gang through the audition process, and some of the some of us knew each other anyway. Like I knew Shimmy, Vicky, and Danielle Watson, and Roz, Jack O'Connell. I know. Mike Soccer, who came into the series, James Burroughs, he was in the film. So we all knew each other. We were all kind of friends anyway from the workshop. And then we all started auditioning together. Then we all formed this group. Then we met Gadget and Woody. Um, so, yeah, I think it was the foundations that Shane put in first. And we'd, we'd go out in Nottingham. Like, we'd been to the Broadway cinema. We'd do, like, the audition and, um, you know we would like improvise together and then he'd like all give us a fiver and we'd all go out to like an arcade and go like play on like pool and things and then as we got older we all came together again and we were so excited and we've all kept in contact like we're all on a group message so I think it's just we've all had to hold each other's hands throughout the difficult scenes the funny scenes so I think we've just all got each other's back no matter what now it's like a family uh, you spoke about when you first um, had you sat in the room with all the other youngsters and you didn't think you'd get on and then you went and uh, went and won a BAFTA. <laughs> Not that one a bad day, yeah. was it? <laughs> no, that wasn't a bad day at the office. <laughs> Did you, um, I watched it on YouTube earlier actually because I was doing a little bit of research and, what, and you look, you might not have been again, but you look genuinely surprised. Like, <laughs> what, 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 what was going through your head when you go, oh, the best supporting actress in old Cresswell? Well, my sister, I took my sister with me. She sat next to me and she must have had more faith in me than I did because she turned around to me and she went, Chanel, just to let you know, if they do say your name, and she says, I'm not saying they will, she says, but if they do, just try and, you know, don't over, don't overact it, like, don't go crazy. And I was like, Charlotte, honestly, I said, don't worry about it. Like, I don't think we have to worry about that sort of problem because I didn't think they were going to call my name. I said, but I'll be fine, don't worry. So anyway, they did call my name. And all I heard was my sister absolute screaming at the side of me. And I was like, look, sis, you have to go like, well, you just told me. But yeah, you just see me put my like, head in my hands. Like, I just kind of couldn't believe I had to go and speak in front of all those people. I thought, oh, my gosh, like, because the only thing that I had in my head, just to be on the safe side, was a list of names. Yeah. I never really had a format of a speech, you know, so... It was quite nerve-wracking to go and stand up there, 100%. I wasn't expecting it at all. I, I just remember Stephen Graham and Shane behind me just, like, throwing their arms around me. Um, it's, it's a day I'll never forget, and it's a day that I wish I could I could live again. It's a nice moment on it, actually, because um, 
like you say, you, you, you're on stage, and but then they show Shane looking, and he's almost like a proud like dad or uncle, or he, he looks really like he's beaming and like almost like he's in tears. It's it's a lovely. Have you got a good relationship? Have you got a good relationship with with Shane? Yeah, he's. I mean, he's he's helped me so much. I mean, in terms of, I mean, I wouldn't be where I am now. If, you know, it wasn't for Shane, and especially. Yeah, I've I've done a, obviously I've worked with him loads now, so it's nice to have that like friendship in him. Um, and he's very loyal to all his cast members, a hundred percent. So yeah, it's nice to have a nice relationship um, with Shane, and he's he's a very funny man as well. So yeah, I've seen because some of my favourite bits to watch because I am a This Is England fan, but when the he's, he kind of filmed loads behind the scenes during it, and it's all on on YouTube, and I found that really funny and entertaining. He seems like a, a right laugh. He is. I mean, he's he's straight in there. I mean, he'll hold one of the cameras himself. He'll get in there with a pair of clippers and start shaving somebody's head. He'll he'll get in there on the costumes and want to see and look at it and look at the options. He's he's so involved. Um, he like does one hundred and ten jobs. He's not just the director. Does your stock go up as an actress? It would should one up after. Can you go to? Can you go now and go? Well, I've got a BAFTA. I can, I can, you can, uh, do you know what I mean? You can get maybe roles you wouldn't have been considered for before. Is that a, a, something you think about now? You BAFTA award-winning actress, surely that means you can well, if maybe you go mean get like, a role. If you mean if I sent like a joint email out to all directors going, look, I've won a BAFTA, so I'd hurry up. No, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> maybe <No>. you should. <laughs> no, I, no, I kind of, once I won, to be honest, I kind of just got my BAFTA, got in my car, and came back to Derby, that's like the first place I wanted to go. Like, I remember your agent like rang me up and was like, oh, you know, they want you on this show, that show, you know, and I kind of just said no to it all. I don't know why, I just kind of wanted to lie low for a little bit. Um, mm. I like to work like that. I like to do my job, come home, um, and just let the work talk for itself, really. In terms of how it works after I won, I won, I don't really know. I've just kind of kept my head down and auditioned still, like, the same as everybody else I have had some offers come in which is lovely and so you know I have been lucky um that it has given me that step that I've been able to um work with some really decent people in different um channels as well like ITV and um Netflix and things like that and now you're on tour over to me so it's uh your career I know beat. look at that exactly <laughs> I don't need anybody else it's got <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's not because of you, BAFTA. Um, I know you're. A, I know your family run a pub in in Ilkeston, and you've, you grew up in pubs. You grow up with your mum and dad running pubs. Is that right? Yeah, we've always had them. Um, I remember when I was little, like my dad used to get me and my mum. And and I'm talking. This pub was more of a nightclub. One had three floors, and another pub had it was a massive snooker. And my dad used to give me a Snickers for um, hoovering, which I'm not joking. I must have looked like the Hulk after because the square foot that I hoovered in that pub every week must have been like, like child slave labour. I'm not kidding. I, I, and then clean the, clean the brasso as well. Like the bars used to be like five, like so, so long. And I remember having to clean, clean most of them for a Snickers. But yeah, so that's what he's done his, his whole life. Did you take the BAFTA straight in the, in the, was it the Queen's Council in Ilkeston, isn't it? Yeah, it's the, yeah, it's it's cool. It's um in it's in the process of changing at the moment, um, okay. so it won't be a, it won't be a pub anymore. But yeah, when I first won, I, I did take it in because I used to work there for like seven years, 
so all the regulars are like extended family to my family now um so yeah i took it and everybody wanted to see it so it was nice that everyone got to hold it and talk to me and stuff incredible you've actually buy a drink for a few weeks tell you what you say that i actually did, <laughs> did i think probably one person probably bought me a drink oh i'd have been, been walking around holding it saying yeah fine please <laughs> yeah <laughs> so going from from obviously doing this is england and a, another role that you, you're known uh, between between that and and doing trolley as well which is a, a sitcom how different is it from doing that to going and filming a comedy yeah it was bizarre i was, I was filming this is england at the time when i was doing all the audition process and um, luckily, my part was kind of more of the eyes, because Trollyard, you've got quite some outlandish characters in it. And so my character was more of the normal one. So it was kind of nice doing This Is England, all the serious stuff, but then still being able to go to play a kind of like a normal character, but still I, I was able to give like com comedic looks and things like that and work with, you know, Jane Horrocks and like Jason Watkins and Mark Addy. I mean, they are some big names. Um, especially in the comedy world. So to go from like This Is England to then go and working with those guys, it was, it was, it was another moment again where I had to pinch myself and I was like, oh my God, I've got this part. And I mean, that's been running for like eight years or something, just daft, you know. So I've got like two families now. I've got like my This Is England family and now I've got my Trollid family. So that's nice. From a career point of view, do you know if you've done This Is England and you're known for that, does it help you to go and do something different like a sitcom to open up to get more work is that is that any, ever anything that crosses your mind or do you just take each role on its merit yeah I mean it, I mean a lot of the audi auditions especially now as I've got older um some are probably some um parts that I pick are quite strategic you know for like certain accents or classes are involved or like you say comedies to dramas I do like to try all different things because I started off more comedy based um, and then it wasn't until I did This Is England where, you know, my serious acting side kind of came out. I never knew I kind of had that. I was always doing comedies at the television workshop. So it was nice um, to be able to um, broaden my horizons to go, oh, you know, I've done This Is England. Oh, and then I got accepted doing a comedy over in Trollid. So it was nice to kind of get that acceptance from the industry, if that makes sense. Yeah. Have you got a dream role? I, I always ask this because I asked Nick Preston. I think Nick Preston, I can't remember what he wants to do his own um, his own program about Allington and be the star of that. And I think Boris said James Bond, obviously, because it's James Boris. <laughs> um, have you got a, a dream role or or maybe something you want to, you want to be on that you that would be the ultimate? I don't know really. But I, I have said a few things. I think I, I'd like to, and I have played a real life character before because I was in My Name is Lenny, um, it's about a bare-knuckle boxing fighter from East London, and I played his wife, Val McLean, so I loved playing a real person, I loved reading a book, I loved um, talking to a family and finding out all about this person, looking at photos, home videos, and recreating a person that already existed. So, you know, like Cherise Theron did Monster? Yes. Like that sort of transformation where somebody, like, looks on the telly, like, nobody like Sri Saran doesn't look anything like herself and me I kind of get this um respect and like an admiration for people that are, go on the tv and are comfortable with looking like I mean I get a lot of people come up to me and go god you look nothing you look absolutely nothing like you do on the tv because I I play a lot of real roles and I don't mind 
doing the kind of rough and ready parts on the telly. I don't certainly mind looking a certain way on the telly. I'm, you know, the worse or the better sometimes. So I think it's those sort of roles where you're depicting and getting to the bottom of a real life person that I just really enjoy doing. But then on the other scale, I've always wanted from a young, young age, I've always like the inner child in me always wanted to play a superhero, like always. Um, so I think on the fun side of things, you know, a dream role would be to play like an Avenger or like a superhero. I've always wanted, that's like the little girl wanting to do that. And then obviously career-wise, I'd love to obviously go down a more serious route in terms of depicting real life people who have like a lot of issues. I kind of can resonate with it a tiny bit. Oh, that, was, that was a long answer, wasn't it? Do you know what? Do you know, it's, I tell you what, when you do a podcast, there's nothing worse than asking, I'm not going to name any names, but I've done some, and you just go, no, not really, mate. Uh, I'll just probably do it. And it's like four words. You think, oh, this is going to be a long, uh, this is going to be a long, so the longer the, the longer the answers, you know, you can talk all day if you want to talk. <laughs> oh, you'll be here all day though. <laughs> <laughs> What's next for you? Have you got anything, anything in the pipeline? Any, any work lined up? So I was quite lucky because um, I literally finished filming um, in January um, before lockdown happened. Um, and it, it did a, it's a, I think it's a three-parter or a four-parter with David Tennant um, and he plays Des Nilsson. He is a murderer from the 80s um, that kind of attacked the most of um, London. Yes. And so I, um, yeah, Jason Watkins is in it and Danny Mays as well. Um, and so it's really strange actually because Jason Watkins and Faye McKeever's in it and me we were all in trolley together for like seven years and we were all doing a comedy and now we're in this drama all together, like like a really serious drama. So that was quite fun. But um, yeah, so I, I mean, I've only got a few scenes in it, but I just, again, I was depicting a real character and I just couldn't not do it because I just loved the scenes that she had. Um, so luckily we just finished that in, yeah, in January. We've just been doing some ADR for it remotely, obviously because we're in lockdown. So that should be... Um, that should be out pretty soon. And then there is some talks about, um, there's some interesting talks in the future that I've been having with various writers and producers, but um, that won't be till probably next year. You, um, I know you're quite good mates with uh, the birthday boy, Boros. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's a top lad. He's a top, he really helped me. I, 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 love, him, I love him to death. Um, would you ever like to do something alongside James or Nick? No. You, I mean, no. definitely not no I'm totally joking um (laughs) yeah if you imagine um in fact me and James actually did a photo shoot for an artist artist friend of his um not too long ago so we did actually do a little photo shoot together um and so yeah obviously me and James get on really really well we've been god god we've been best we've been really good friends for ever since the workshop days I think that's what, it's nice when you've got friends that are in the industry because, I mean, we we ring each other up all the time and just constantly help each other out or talk about the industry, the issues that we've got, how we can like help help build each other up, people's confidence, you know. So it's it's always nice to have a Burroughs or a, um, or a Nick Preston. We can all talk together, um, so it's nice. But, yeah, I'd always I'd always work with Burroughs. Yeah, he's a, he's a top, top lad. Um, he did our first, one of our first ever our first ever podcasts and it was it was amazing he's brilliant brilliant value yeah uh, he is good he's a good guy yeah he's a top man uh, could you pick you probably won't be able to and not many people can but could you pick your career highlight 
<laughs> oh god. My career highlight. Something you look back on, like I don't know if I could pick one. Uh, that is that is very difficult because. Obviously, people expect me to go BAFTA straight away, which 100% is up there. Like, when I won that, it was probably one of the best days of my life. But the one feeling that I just can't help get over is when I got part in This Is England. I just, at that point in my life, you know, at 15, I just really thought that I wasn't even being looked at or even, you know. So, to this hype be surrounded by the director coming down and picking children and I was one of them I just kind of can't get over that feeling of my first job and it being this is England and everybody like really wanting to be in it and I was one of them that feeling I, I won't forget for a very long time do you, do you look back on being selected for this is England and think things could have turned out a lot differently if I weren't selected because you could have gone on had a, a successful acting career regardless of Shane picking you but do you look back and Maybe wondered how different things could be if you didn't get picked for that role. No, because I don't. I don't want to think about what would have happened. <laughs> You'd still be hoovering the pubble. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'd still be on my hands and knees with Brasso doing, doing the brass route. Yeah, for a Snickers, Jesus. Yeah, so no, I don't. But thanks for highlighting that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. I mean, like, no, I'm I, joking. Because I work at, at Radio Derby as well, yeah. and I. I got into that by mistake essentially. I went for one day of work experience and got into it. And, and I'll work in radio. Left. I never left four years, <laughs> nearly four years later, I was still turning up. But handcuff yourself to, <laughs> yeah. to the microphone. And honestly, I never I never even planned a career in radio or podcasts. I wanted to just be involved in sports journalism, but I went for one day. And I, so I kind of look and think, well, if that one person didn't go, well, Blake's got something, little something about him, then. I've probably still got a building site, which I was before, and so yeah, it's, I didn't mean it to be. Uh, no, no, I, no, yeah. I totally agree. Like I never, if it weren't for my mum and people, I mean, I did a play at school. I think it was like Bugsy Malone or something, and people just kept going up to my mum like, "You should get a do an acting." Blah, blah blah. I was oblivious to all this. I didn't really listen. I mean, I was only like ten, and so if it wasn't for my mum, like literally taking me by the hand and taking me to the TV workshop, it, I, I wouldn't know where I'd be. Like I haven't got an, a clue. So it's weird how things work out. You know, you kind of just have to go with the flow and go along with it and just have a lot of confidence in yourself that, you know, you're doing the right thing and, um, you know, yeah. Thank you very much. You've, uh, you've, you've done Derby proud and um, I really, really, uh, I really appreciate you coming on. No, thanks for having me. It's been, it's been fun. No, I've enjoyed it. So thank you very much and uh, hopefully we'll speak to you again soon. Yeah, wicked. All right, then. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thanks for now. Take care, dog. See you. Bye.